Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. I think January is so interesting of a month. It's the month that, as my guest, Julie Voris, an online fitness and nutrition coach, says, we want to do all the things. And the reason we don't, it's because we don't commit to the choice. Whether it's getting your money in shape or committing to that eating plan or working out, 
we give up somewhere between January 1st and January 31st. But moving your body, working out, it's not just about losing weight. It's about forming good habits, getting your blood flowing so you can think better, have more energy, and spur on some good juju so you can just tackle all your goals while feeling alive. So why give up when we know it's so important? Well, energy begets energy. Energy creates energy. So what happens often is we as humans believe that we're going to wake up one morning and motivation and inspiration is going to come down from the sky, rain on us and say, today I feel motivated to work out. And yes, that day may come where you do wake up and go, I cannot wait to hit the gym. You're super excited about it. But chances are that is an evolutionary process. That's a journey. And you know, we, that might be the end goal where you want to get there. But more often than not, health and fitness is simply a choice. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Gain, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I'm always curious about what gets in the way of you and me achieving our goals. I don't know if you spend a lot of time thinking about this, but I do. For me, uh, I've made the commitment to work out every day for at least 30 minutes for like a few years now. (laughs) And for some reason or another, every day I just talk myself out of it. Now, of course, I do work out about three, four times a week for definitely more than 30 minutes. But I'm always curious what goes on in my head and my mind on those days when I just don't want to. And yet, you and I both know we feel better when we move our body. And if I'm being honest, we also feel like we can achieve other goals when we move our body. It's this great sort of symbiotic relationship. And the best part is that you don't even need to spend money to move your body and make healthy changes. You don't need that fancy gym membership or spend $3,000 on a Peloton bike, even though they're very, very convincing with their commercials. You just need to make the choice to move. So I called in Julie, who is this amazing online motivational fitness and nutritional coach to lovingly motivate you to get off the couch, to get a workout and nutritional plan that works for you on your budget, and to start committing to change right now. In my opinion, this is the thing that I've known to be true. You change one thing, you change a lot of things, and in the end, it just all leads to a better you. So Julie, I am so excited to have you on this episode of Fellow Hoosier. So uh, it's so great to have you here. It, thank you so much. It is. It's always so fun to meet another Midwesterner, especially someone who's from Indiana. So thank you so much for having me. It's funny. One of my husband's favorite jokes is to say, okay, 
what is a Hoosier? I, I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm and not like, really sure. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm I'm a Hoosier. And he's like, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> I, so, I don't know that anyone does, but we claim it. And, yes. <laughs> and it's all good. <laughs> yes. Well, I was so excited to speak with you because I really love your mission of of helping people, as you say, like become the best versions of themselves by making better choices day by day. And that's something I talk a lot about in relation to money, that we have to take one step at a time in order to be able to have success rather than just looking at this giant goal we're trying to hit and it becomes too big that we don't do anything. So I'm curious, how can someone experience powerful breakthroughs in their body? This year, we're in a new year, and yet not get overwhelmed by either the time factor of it or the money or all of those things that get in the way of actually just getting our bodies out and moving them. Yeah, it's interesting because there is such a catalyst, isn't there, at the first of the year that, okay, yes. I'm doing all the things. I'm going to the gym <laughs> for two hours, I'm cleaning out my pantry, and I'm, I'm saving all my money, and I'm doing all the things. And we do that to ourselves. It's it's such an interesting phenomenon because then two or three or four weeks later, we're back to old habits. You know, we have tried to take on the mountain. We've tried to climb the mountain and not had a plan in place, not had a coach in place, rather than, as you said, take these small little doable steps every single day. So when we look at this beautiful new landscape of, and I know people can't decide if it's a new decade or if next year's a new decade. To me, 2020 right. feels like a new decade, a brand yes. new year. And we look at this beautiful just uncharted territory of a brand new year in front of us, rather than feel like we have to make all the changes in the first day or the first week or the first month, looking at it as this constant evolutionary journey. It's just, it's, it's, it's a clean slate. Yes. But it's also another year in our life, another opportunity to get a little bit better in some way, every day being another opportunity to get a little bit better in some way. And just starting a new year, with a mindset of, okay, I don't have to accomplish every goal that I have on my list by January 10th. I've got this this beautiful new year in front of me. Let me take it day by day. I am a firm believer in everybody needs a coach in some aspect, in some way in their life. So when we talk about money, especially... I have a coach for my money. It's never going to be my strong suit. If you are someone who struggles with fitness and health, likely you should get a coach. And, and sometimes there's a, a feeling, I think, especially with females, that if they raise their hand and say they need some help, it's a sign of weakness when actually it's, it's a really strong sign of strength by being able to say, I am self-aware enough to know that my strengths don't lie in this area. So let me get someone whose strengths do lie in that area. So, you know, back to the money example, I have a money coach because she eats, sleeps, breathes, you know, how to manage <laughs> money. I would prefer to not think about that, but she loves it. So why would I not tap into her knowledge and passion? If you're looking at a new year and you know that one of your goals is to get in a little better shape, then why not tap into a coach, a trainer, someone who's going to help you do that? Because chances are someone who goes into fitness probably eats, sleeps, breathes it because it's a passion, you know? So 
just starting a new year with a mindset of, I'm not going to, nor should I expect myself to accomplish all my goals in the first couple days of a new year. And likely I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need a tribe. I'm going to need a community. I'm going to need a coach around me. I'm going to need to be real cognizant of the people around me and putting people around me that support me in these goals. And I'm going to take it one step at a time, little by little, those little tiny decisions every day add up to such big change. And we have to understand that that's where the real progress is made so that by the time we get to December 20, December 31st, 2020, we're looking back 12 months and thinking, my gosh, how far I've come. And it didn't feel ever overwhelming. It just felt like I'm just getting up. I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I'm taking these small steps, digging into a community. I'm using a coach and I'm doing the best I can so that 12 months down the road, we're a little bit better version of ourselves than we were when we started the year. I like that because it takes the pressure off. And I think you can come at it from a place of even curiosity without feeling the overwhelm. And you talk about coach. I mean, I'm a huge fan of coaches. I have plenty myself. Uh, But for somebody who is I would say maybe I rephrase this a little bit differently. Like there's so many options out there when it comes to working out. I mean, there's so many different um, apps you can use. There's so many different programs you can use. There's, there's spinning, there's yoga, there's, I mean, it's endless options. How can somebody say, okay, this is the thing for me? Like how do they begin to evaluate who is the coach or what is the program that's actually going to work for them? Well, first you have to try it (laughs) because because what happens is, and this is again, a choice. We get stuck in this mud of, gosh, I don't know what to do. And then we choose because that's a choice. We choose to do nothing. And then we choose to use the idea of all these amazing options as a way to do nothing. And that is a very definite choice we're making rather than shifting your mindset and saying, holy cow, it's 2020 and there's zero excuse. You can't use weather, time, location, space, none of it anymore as as a reason to not incorporate fitness in your life. You just can't because of the options. Wow. What an amazing life we have right now where we do have these choices, where we do have these options, where we do have these tools. And then you just say, hmm, this, you know, as you said, this makes me curious. Let me, which I love that word curious. Let me go try a yoga class. Wow. That makes me feel amazing. Maybe I'd like to pursue that a little bit. Let me go try a cycling class. Huh? I didn't really care for that as much. Okay, cool. Let me go try a kickboxing class. And just using your body and your spirits and your mind as your best experiment and trying this because 100% you'll know if you try something and you walk out of that class, you walk away from that workout, you finish with that trainer, you shut off that app, whatever it is, you feel better than you did when you started. That's a sign that, okay, I'm on the right track here. Let me continue down this road a little bit. And then embracing fitness and health in the seasons of your life. Because if you are, you know, young, 
20 years old, whatever, and you may not be married, have children, have other, you know, demands on your time. Maybe you can train for a marathon. Awesome. Now, all of a sudden you find yourself at 30 something years old, you're married, you've got a couple kids, you have a full-time job training for a marathon might not just be in your time. That's okay. This is your season. And then so-and-so down the road, you know, you, then you find yourself in your forties, your fifties, your kids are a little bit older. You know, you got to find a different uh, way for fitness because that's what life is. These seasons fitness is, is a parallel for life. So as you explore and follow your curiosity and start to find all these different tools for your toolbox, you also can embrace the fact that the tools will change in the different seasons of life. And it's not something to fight or get mad about or get frustrated about. It's just seasons of life. There was a season in my life where I used to run a lot and I'd run half marathons. I'm not in that season anymore. It's totally fine. I'm in a different season. I can find different tools, but I guarantee you that consistency will happen with convenience. Convenience will happen with having lots of tools in our toolbox. If we have lots of tools in our toolbox that are convenient and we can stay consistent, we will get results mentally and physically. If we are dependent on one method or mode of fitness, if that has to change, we're going to struggle. But if we've got a lot of tools in our toolbox, we've got a lot of ways to incorporate health and fitness into our life. So it just becomes our lifestyle and not this thing we have to do, then surely our consistency will be there our results will be there mentally and physically because yeah, you know, shredded abs. Awesome. What's better (laughs) is a centered core is a, is a spirit and a mind that is, you know, in synergy with each other, that when you do your fitness, when you do your workout, you feel better as a human, not just, Oh, look at my bicep. It's bigger. Awesome. But are you a better person? That's really the goal of health and fitness is to help you be a better person at the end of the day. And I'm so glad you brought up seasons. That was something I I wanted to talk about. And I thought that that was just so eloquently put that you move through these different seasons. Maybe you were an athlete. I was an athlete when I was much younger. And those sports, if I tried to play them now, I certainly couldn't play them (laughs) at the level that I played them back then. Uh, And I might be the type of person that gets a little frustrated that I can't be at that same level. But that's another story. But even talking about like the mental side, which you kind of touch on a little bit of, of working out, which I think we don't think about too much because we are focused on those rock solid abs or losing 10 pounds. I know I right. I suffered depression in 2015 for honestly a couple of years after a miscarriage that just sort of rocked my existence. And after being an athlete in my entire life, I had zero motivation to work out. And Mm -hmm. I would literally have to pull myself off the couch to go for a walk or even to do the, the, the smallest thing. And when I did, I could tell that that was super healthy for my mind. So yeah. like, what are some of the, the mental reasons that we should embrace no matter what season we're in? Embrace at least just getting our butts up and doing something. Well, energy begets energy. Energy creates energy. So what happens often is we as humans believe that we're going to wake up one morning and motivation and inspiration is going to come down from the sky, rain (laughs) on us and say, today I feel motivated to work out. And yes, that day 
may come where you do wake up and go, I cannot wait to hit the gym. You're super excited about it. But chances are that is an evolutionary process. That's a journey. And, you know, we that might be the end goal where you want to get there. But more often than not, health and fitness is simply a choice. I get a I get this question all the time, like, how do you get up early and work out? Why are you so excited to work out? And I'm like, you're asking me the wrong question. It, you know, that that why do you get up early and work out? Or or how do you get up early and work out? Or how do you stay motivated to work out? You're asking me the wrong question. Because the question is, how do you feel afterwards? If you ask me that yeah. question, I'll tell you how I feel afterwards. So I don't need to to motivate myself to get up at whatever time to work out. I just focus on and we should focus on how we feel after that workout because that's the feeling that will stay with us the other 23 hours of the day. Sure, it might be hard when the alarm goes off at 5:30 a.m. or whatever time it has to be for you even in the evening to to do that workout to get that workout in. But that that struggle in our mind is such a fraction of the time that we will feel good the rest of the time that we have to just make the very conscious decision that it's not emotion. It's not, there's no drama attached to it. You know, I have a little phrase, (laughs) uh, because I have, I I always drink, um, uh, pre-workout and I always say, make your energize and go do the thing. Just make it and go do it, make it and go do it. Stop, stop emotionalizing it. Stop dramatizing it. Stop thinking about it, make it and go done and stop putting energy towards guys. It's so hard to wake up or stop it. (laughs) Just go do it. And 100% of the time you will feel better on the other side. No one ever goes, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have worked out today unless you have some injury or, you know, something like that, but you're grown up and you're smart and you can figure out the difference between, you know, working out when you're injured or working out when you just maybe don't feel like it. The days you don't feel like it, that's the day you need it the most. Cause that's the day it's going to give you even more energy. Energy creates energy. If you want energy to get up off the couch and get moving, you have to get up off the couch and get moving. All that being said, that doesn't mean you have to get up off the couch, drive yourself to a gym, spend six hours there, and then come home. Get up off the couch and go for a 20-minute walk. Get up off the couch, do some squats, lunges, push-ups, and sit-ups in your living room with your newborn baby while they're taking a nap that day because that's all you can fit in. Awesome. You know, Get up off the couch and get in a 30-minute workout on a digital platform or on your app or on a bike or walk your dog or whatever it is. Just get do the thing without attaching so much emotion and drama to it, 100% of the time you'll feel better on the other side of it. That discipline, that energy then bleeds over into every other part of your life. So while you think I'm just getting bigger biceps or shredded abs, no, what you're actually doing is building a life and you're letting the, the fitness piece of it become a catalyst for other goals in your life. Because by golly, I'm telling you, if you can do squats, lunges, and push-ups in your basement at 5.30 a.m., when no one's there to cheer you on except you, you're the only one patting yourself on the back, high-fiving you. When you get up and do that and you go to your basement and you get your workout in, there's absolutely nothing else the rest of the day that you can't do. Everything else is a piece of cake the rest of the day. So that discipline, just getting up and moving your body, it goes over into every other aspect of your life. And that that is the point of fitness. Far more than the physical stuff, that's the point of fitness. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. 
I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. 
And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainan, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. You're already one of our biggest fans of the pod, but I want to invite you to go deeper behind the scenes with me every single month. Get all the scoops on what I'm loving, catch up on popular podcast episodes, and check out a video with a money tip in each monthly email delivered straight to your inbox. Plus, since I'm a big fan of having dessert first, I'm going to send you an exclusive bonus podcast episode, five minutes to reset your money mindset when you sign up as an added treat. Head over to mmoneypodcast.com and enter your email address in the box on the homepage to sign up. Again, that's mmoneypodcast.com. I can't wait to see you behind the scenes. I like this little kick in the butt that you're giving us. <laughs> you're, you're, you're helping me as well. So I, I like this. I, I'm curious. Tell me a little bit about, about your own story in fitness. Have you always been in a career where you've been helping people work out or did you just find your way into that? I'm always curious how someone, how their path leads them to this, this awesome career. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because especially with, I have older children, older daughters, and I think often this college degree that we find, you know, we put so much weight on, chances are the job that they will get has nothing to do with the degree that they're getting. (laughs) And it probably hasn't been invented yet. And so I think it's so interesting uh, how people do end up doing stuff that they may never have even thought that they would, because growing up, in a tiny little town in the middle of Illinois, uh, there were no female entrepreneurs. There was no one in fitness. There were no female role models doing anything outside of what I would consider very traditional roles. You were a teacher, you were a nurse, you were a farmer's wife, or you stayed home. That's what I saw growing up. So I don't know where I sort of got a little bit of an entrepreneurial bug in me, but I did go to college as an English major and was a high school English teacher for for some time. And I remember thinking, because all the teachers that I knew growing up, that was all they ever did. They went to college, they got their teaching degree, and they stayed at their school for 40 years, you know, until they retired. And I remember thinking (laughs) when I student taught, which should have been a sign. I remember thinking when I student taught, like, I really like teaching and I really like helping people, but I can't imagine doing this every day for the rest of my life. And when I got my first teaching job, you know, I was there for a couple of years. I was, I taught at several different schools because my husband's job moved us around. And I think that kept me invested and excited in it because it was 
new every couple of years. But then there came a time when I'm like, well, I just don't see myself doing this. And I had never really thought what else I would do. You, you don't, I don't yeah, I didn't have any other ideas of what I was going to do. Right. And yeah. I certainly didn't grow up thinking, I think I'd like to get into fitness because no, <laughs> no one, I'd like to teach fitness at the YMCA. Like no one thinks that. And when we moved to Wisconsin, uh, I had just had a baby. We had a lot of really um, kind of traumatic family experiences. Just traumatic is kind of a big word, but um, my father had passed away. We had a new baby. My husband had a brand new job. My oldest one started kindergarten. My middle one's in preschool. We didn't know anyone in the town. There's just a lot going on. And we yeah. joined the YMCA and I started taking fitness classes. And it was really the first time I had always been the person who couldn't sit still. And I'd always loved fitness and had fitness in my life in some form or other, but never really anything organized because we never really lived in a place that had a gym per se with, you know, group exercise classes. And for the first time when I joined the Y and the girls could take classes, there were these group fitness classes. And I realized if I could get up in the morning and make it to that 930 class, whatever it was, after all the stuff that had happened in our lives, if I could get to that 930 class on the other side of that 930 class, I was a better parent. I was a better spouse. I was a better person. Yes. And I really started to make that connection between my physical and my mental well-being with fitness. And not long after we had moved there, I was taking classes for a couple couple months and I was no longer teaching high school English. It's just really hard when your husband's a collegiate football coach and you have three children, it becomes kind of cost prohibitive, you know, as far as daycare. So I decided to stay home, not go back into the high school setting. And, and a couple months into taking some classes at the Y in Wisconsin, the group exercise director said to me, I think you should start teaching. Ah. And it was so interesting when I went home to tell my husband, I'm like, what do you think about this? I never, he's like, well, you can't sit still and you love to teach. <laughs> It seems so. like a good marriage. <laughs> and we were really poor. And it was a way for my girls to take classes for free and us to get a free membership. And there's just a lot of pluses involved. And I think that that is a lesson for anyone that if you just say yes, when you have no idea what you're doing, you'll figure it out. If you just say yes, I had never taught a group fitness class before. I just said yes and figured it out. I had never taught all the formats that I started adding to my repertoire. I just said yes and figured it out and did the training and did the work. I became a master trainer. Uh, we moved, you know, I start, I opened my own business, my online fitness business. And it was just, I just kept saying yes. And I think that's such a, a lesson. I don't know where that came from in my personality. I didn't see that growing up, but if I can offer that at, as a lesson to anyone to shorten your learning curve, if you're waiting for the moment when you know it all, you're going to be waiting the rest of your life. And if you are waiting for that, I would invite you to, to look at becoming a parent because likely you had <laughs> zero idea what you were doing when you decided to have children and yet you had them anyway. And they're probably still alive because you just figure it out along the way. And that's what I've done with every other aspect of my life. And, you know, found myself in now fitness and it didn't take very long when I started teaching fitness to realize that this was a thing I was supposed to be doing. And I think I, if you follow your curiosity, like you said, yes, and just keep saying yes, and just just give yourself the grace to. There were a lot of formats that I taught that I found out that I did not like 
at all. But I would never have found that out had I not taught them. I taught water kickboxing. I taught. Oh, I've uh, never heard oh, yeah. of that. Oh, I had never either, but I taught it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I taught. Um, a senior class. I taught a prenatal class. I taught a class on the stability ball. I just, you name it. I taught it. Cause I was just trying to figure out what fired me up. What I loved. I just kept following my curiosity. I knew it was fitness. What format was it going to be? And there's just weird expectation that women put on themselves that we have to know it all. That's why you need a coach. Cause you can't know it all. And that we should be perfect right out of the gate. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's just, why? Whoever taught I don't us know. that? Yeah. It exa- makes no sense. It I, makes no I, sense. It makes no sense to me either. And I feel like I came out of the womb uh, feeling like I needed to be perfect. And I scratch my head now going, where, yeah, where did that come from? And I I mean, is that just a society thing that women have this, this feeling that they need to be perfect? But whatever it is, we do, we need to throw that out because it's not attainable. And even if it is attainable for a short period of time, you can't do it every moment of every day. So, I mean, no. it just, it's pointless. I think if you married two words, curiosity and grace, your life would be so much better because if you follow your curiosity, you're going to open up all kinds of paths that you might not have found. And what's cool about following your curiosity is you might follow your, so I follow my curiosity down fitness and I followed my curiosity down different paths of formats of teaching. And that led me to the ones I didn't like, which is as valuable as the ones that you do. So following your curiosity is going to help you kind of ferret out what you don't like as much as what you do. And then if you marry that with grace, knowing that you're going to fall, stumble, fail, you know, and, and welcoming that so that you can find the places where you really thrive. The more we do that, the more we incorporate both of that into our lives, I think the better, healthier on all aspects life we can lead. And I think grace is such a good word too, because I think if we're thinking about about fitness and about wellness, obviously the piece of working up, working out, getting up, moving our bodies is is so important. But I think there's also the piece of nutrition, what we're eating, what we're putting in our body, and that can even be the messages that we're that we're receiving, or shows sure. we're watching, or people we're around, absolutely all of those sort of things. But Talking about just nutrition specifically, I know it was a game changer for me when I started to really focus on that. I started to see changes in my body that I'd spent years working out trying to achieve. And and just by changing what I ate, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. I fitted my body, actually affected my body. (laughs) I didn't, uh, I didn't really eat. I've never really eaten poorly. It's probably been 20, 25 years, if not more, that I've had a soda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I'm just, you know, I don't eat fast food. I, I've just always kind of been that type of person. So it's not that I ate poorly before, but really just making like a few changes and my mm-hmm. body went like, oh, this is what works for me. So uh-huh. I, th- there are so many different, I mean, we're full of messages, you know, go paleo, go keto, eat, eat meat, don't eat meat, all, all of these different messages. How can we figure out, is there a way to figure out what we, what our bodies love or, or what, what the nutrition component is going to be that we can marry then with the, with the working out piece? Well, I think it comes back to fitness in the same regard that your body is your best experiment. And yeah. I do believe that a lot of people don't know how good they can truly feel because they are 
clogging up as we all have. Because believe me, when you talk about soda, there's no better Diet Coke in the world than McDonald's Diet Coke. And I will fight anyone on that. <laughs> I, I used to have one every day, back in the day, way back in the day. I probably haven't had a Diet Coke since, ooh, maybe since Jesse went to Kim. So probably, probably 13 or 14 years. So I'm kind of right there with you in that too, because you, you, once, you, once you know better, you have to do better. You can't just say, oh, I know that soda's bad, but let me... No, no, no. Once you know better, you have to do better. Because once you know your child's supposed to be in a car seat, you don't let them roll around on the floor and say, well, I'm just not <laughs> going to do that. No. Once you know better, you have to do better. So once you know that soda's bad for you, you have to do better. But... I, I will fight anyone who says that Diet Coke from McDonald's is not the best <laughs> Diet Coke on the planet. It absolutely is. And I think we kind of kind of muck up our systems with that stuff because just like we need our fitness to be convenient, to stay consistent, we kind of like our nutrition to be convenient too. But here's the deal with a little bit of prep and planning, your nutrition can be convenient as well and far better for you than drive through and fast food. And if you can give your body a break from some of that and, and just take a minute to, to recalibrate and let, let yourself start to really feel how it, how it feels when you maybe eat dairy or eat gluten or whatever those triggers might be, you might tune into, you know, gosh, when I drink this or I eat cheese or whatever, I do feel you know, X, Y, Z, and you start to tap into your body being your best experiment. And you may find yourself having to swap out, having to remove, having to do some different, different pieces with your nutrition, simply because you took a minute to take a breath and recalibrate and tune in to what you're eating. I'm even watching it with my daughters as they get older into their teens and their hormones change and you know how my youngest one at 18 will be like, you know what? I just can't eat peanut butter anymore. It just really bothers me. I'm like, yeah, it's just your, your body's just changing. So that might be something. And she really tuned into how it made her feel when she ate it, how she felt afterwards. Mm, And she's like, oh, okay. Then that just means I can't eat that. All right, cool. Once she knew better, now she did better, but you have to really give yourself a moment where it's, it's this go, go, go mentality. And if you just take a minute and go, okay, Let me make some intentional choices for my food today. And let me really pay attention to when I ate that salad for lunch that I really felt like I had some energy the rest of the day. Okay, cool. That might be something that you now start to implement every day. You know, but when I ate that peanut butter, like Jesse, she's like, ah, you know, I was kind of bloaty and my stomach kind of hurt. Okay, I'm going to take that out. I'm going to see how I feel after that. So it really is looking at all the information out there and just try, what what is the harm in trying it? You know, as you said, maybe there's paleo, paleo or keto or intermittent fasting or don't eat meat or do, okay, so try it. <laughs> right. Try it for a week. See what how does your body feel? Does it feel good? Cool. Try it for another week. Does it feel like you don't have any energy and you feel really sluggish? Okay, well then maybe you need something else. But rather than just listen to all the the info that's out there and either doing nothing or trying to do it all. What if you just tried something for a little bit and paid attention to how you actually felt, which I know is a little harder work 
than someone just telling you exactly what to eat. But that's where the learning lies. That's where you find, because what works for you might not work for me, might not work for my daughter, might not work for my neighbor. Might, you know, we're all so different in our, in, in our body chemistry and what works for us. And we might have different food allergies or sensitivities. And my husband might be able to eat cheese all day long. And if I eat that, I'm, I'm a goner. So just paying attention and being aware goes so much further than trying to figure out all this different, having a diet. We don't need a diet. We need nutrition for a lifestyle. And this is so great because this really circles us back to the beginning of the episode when we were talking about one step at a time, try one thing, do one thing. And I think working out, getting in shape, being more mindful if we're talking about money or what you're putting in your body or who you're with, all of those sort of things, they really go hand in hand. And I think when you can create these habits and create mindfulness and awareness, while also giving yourself some grace and gentleness, yes, you can really start to see change. So I, I want to leave everyone listening with something really tangible they could focus on this year to cultivate that healthy mindset around working out, being able to wake up tomorrow knowing they're just like one step closer to being their best self. So where should they start? I encourage everyone to come up with a word for a new year and align really everything with that word. So my word for 2020 is expand. And I will, yeah, isn't it? And it's funny because you can't force the word. There's been years when I've tried to force it. Like my word this year is joy. (laughs) It's going to be, yes. I'm going to have joy. Okay, that doesn't work. (laughs) There's no joy in that. So you have to pay attention to the word that you keep hearing over and over again. And I started a, a couple months ago continually hearing this word expand. I would hear it at conferences I went to. I would see it in books that I read. I would hear it in conversations. I'm like, Okay. I I get it, universe. I get what you're trying to tell me. That's my word. And when you have a word, then you can start to align everything with that, no matter whether it's money, fitness, nutrition, relationships, parenting, whatever it might be. So when I'm thinking of expand, I could think, oh, I can expand my idea of fitness and try. So it's been a long time since I've taken a straight up hot yoga class. Could I expand my idea of fitness and try a hot yoga class? Yes, that fits in with my word expand. So maybe your word is elevate. You know, one of my um, clients just messaged me today. She goes, my word's going to be elevate. That applies across the board. How can I elevate my relationships? How can I elevate my nutrition? So rather than trying to plug into some prescribed eating plan or some prescribed fitness plan or something like that, that can kind of feel, I don't know, boxed in. And then again, by week three, we've, we've just let it all go. What if we came up with sort of an overarching theme for the year and how could you tie that in to your everyday small choices? And could those small choices then add up to you being in a much healthier place mentally and physically at the end of the year without ever feeling like it was overwhelming or too much and taking those small steps every single day, drinking a little more water, getting a little more sleep, getting a little more movement, all that and tying it into a word, I think is such a cool concept and so much more life giving than trying to follow some rigid plan that someone else says worked for them. 
Find out what works for you. Be willing to experiment with what works for you and consider coming up with a word that will guide you for this this brand new, beautiful year that's in front of us. Full disclosure, I didn't expect before this interview with Julie that I would get so much wisdom from her and her motivation. But after the interview, she did inspire me to get up. It was one of those days I didn't want to work out. I wasn't feeling good about myself. And she just motivated me to look at my own life and really transform some not-so-healthy habits. And I hear her voice is like that positive person sitting on my shoulder every day to just get up, to move, to make healthy choices. And it sounds hokey, but it does transform your life. So you have to do yourself a favor and follow Julie on Instagram. She's at Julie Voris. And head to her website, julievoris.com, to learn all of her tips to live your best life. Thank you so much for letting me share this important episode with you. On this podcast, we are changing our language around money once and for all to help all of us unlock the lives we want to live. Now you are part of this movement, and it's up to all of us to invite others into this journey. So share this episode with someone that you think is really ready to make life changes and hear Julie's message. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.